don't know how to say uh, Cinco. Yeah. Cinco. <laughs> Numero Cinco. If you're by, if you're Spanish. <laughs> or in a boat. Or Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, it, I feel like you were trying to say bilingual and then lost it. Well, I was like, <laughs> that's just one language. So <laughs> Spanish. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically it. Just if you're Spanish. Or Mexican. Chuck, do you speak Spanish <laughs> yeah, or Mexican? There's a huge disparity between the two. Do you speak Mex? They both speak Mexican. Pretty much. That, may, that just makes sense. <laughs> so, I didn't so realize Mexico. Mexico invaded Spain. You want Mexico to invade Spain? I said I didn't realize they made them speak Mexican. <laughs> Oh, that was that was the uh, the war of 1986. Lots of lots of casualties. But oh, at the end of the day, right. you know, the end of the day, they got them all speaking Mexican. Yeah. Um, anyway, free, free so, food yeah. during that war. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking Mexican. Yeah, give it up for some. Oh. You know, multiple modelos. We're getting and invaded. As, We're getting invaded by them now. <laughs> and uh, spe- speaking of beer, we are uh, we are very fortunate to have a, uh, a guest with us today. This is uh, Mr. Christopher Weck of uh, Carton Brewing in the Atlantic Highlands here in New Jersey. Uh, we're very excited to have him on the program. Um, Chris, good to have you. Uh, why don't you uh, say hi to the folks and tell them a little something uh, about yourself? Um, yeah. Uh- I mean, Henry Rep uh, really nailed my name, even though I've been called Christopher since my grandparents all passed away. I, but, actually, uh, had to, I, had to look, I had to look up what your first name was. I don't think I've called you Chris since the day I met you, so it's, uh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, like you said, work for the brewery. I've known Henry since, what, seventh grade, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and Mike sometime during high school. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't, can't nail that down to an exact date, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a long time. So we have you uh, live live at the brewery currently, right? You are, uh, you're yep. on location at Carton Brewing, right? Yep, yep. Day, and you're, days uh, you're long, long from over. Beautiful. Uh, do, I see, and, do I see Tito's in the background? Uh, yeah, it was a box. <laughs> <laughs> Just a box, just a box. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even though it is a brewery, plenty of liquor that, you know. All right, all right. We, we don't, I mean, I don't even have to go far. I can show you, I got one of these. Oh, wow. Like, There's a lot of things going on over there. Uh, I, got, I got some of this. Ah. Yeah, that was, that was always one of my favorite parts of, uh, you know, coming down to the brewery to visit. And, uh, you know, we'd, I'd walk in and, and see the 90 people that I've known forever and, and you know, Augie would always be like, "Oh, it's you guys. Well, I better go get some of my bottles." And we just sit there and just drink insane bottles for like three and a half hours, and be like, "Oh, Jesus, where were we supposed to go? I think we're supposed to go to a show, but here we are." <laughs> so, Chris, you're actually quarantined in Carton Brewery, which, if anybody that's listening doesn't know, Carton is the premier, the best of the best uh, uh, craft brewery in New Jersey. Um, and so, you're quarantined in. The brewery? Uh, I mean, that's a self quarantine. <laughs> I, uh, wow. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to choose a place to, to hold up, it's you can't really <laughs> really find a better one. Yeah. But uh, like yeah. besides an kid being depot, yeah, it's like a fat kid being in Willy Wonka's factory. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a fat kid in the brewery. <laughs> oh, dude. 
But yeah, no, it's uh, it was like I say it was a choice I made. I, I go home a, a couple of nights a week, but for the most part, I stay down here. Just avoid going in and out of the house, exposing the, the wife and kids to whatever the hell I could be bringing back into the house with me. And not to mention, it's I got a sixty-mile commute each direction. So the yeah, if I could if I could save one hundred and twenty miles a day on my car, yeah, it, it helps to just stay down here. How are you guys uh, operating right now in this crazy times? Uh, I mean, we've we've had to pivot significantly. Uh, you know, we we were a pretty pretty draft. Actually, we're pretty equal between draft and cans. And we've now we're exclusively cans. So there's nowhere to offload draft. Uh, you know, with the bars and restaurants being the situation they're in. Um, you know, cans are the only vehicle we can get beer into people's hands. So we're we're lucky in that we have our own canning line. We have a ton of the ton of supplies stockpiled, so we were able to oh, wow. make that yeah make that transition pretty easily. Uh, but I mean, our production is is definitely scaled back significantly. Oh, it has. It has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, see, we're, we're probably probably about fifty percent production. Really? Wow. But, see, yeah. that's and that's the, see, that's the false numbers that people don't understand because they see all this shit in the news that you know sales are up with out in the alcohol business, beer, right, liquor, blah blah blah. You know all this stuff. They they keep pushing the narrative of everyone's getting delivery take home. I get shit all the time. Why are we closed? And uh, something I don't think I've talked on the podcast at all. But since you're on and you're in my industry as well, uh, I the restaurant, the club is well, the club has to be closed, but the restaurant is closed for takeout for many reasons. Um, one. It's bullshit. I, I, at least the restaurant that I run, um, we cannot ever make our profits. But more important than fucking a couple hundred bucks or whatever it is, I, I, I rely on people that don't have cars that take uh, mass transportation. Um, I have people that are over 60 years old that work for me. I am not, you know, I have, I have regulars that don't get that, like, they're not, they're going to come all the time. Uh, I'm not going to get someone sick in this atmosphere and I'm not going to make the money. Uh, right. But there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of news out there. It's not. A, I don't. It's not a conspiracy. I don't think, guys. But there's a lot of shit on on TV. Maybe it's just to make people have to think that it is going out there. It's bullshit. I know even pizzerias that do very well just on delivery that are starting to close shop. Yeah. So when we're limited to our business, you know, I would think honestly, man, it's it's a shock to me that you're saying this because I thought from what I'm seeing on TV and on the news or whatever I'm reading is I thought you're going to tell me how you're crushing it. No, no. I mean, in the first in the first week, maybe two. There was a, there was definitely a, I'm going to say a stockpiling mentality where we were getting liquor stores that were taking two and three deliveries a week where, you know, in the past we'd go to them every other week. Um, but, uh, but that's since slowed down. I think it's, it's the same thing where hopefully in the next week we'll start seeing toilet paper back on the shelves too, where, you know, people stockpiled what they, what they needed to survive for the next three months. And then now they're going to go back to, some more regular buying habits. Um, so yeah, I, I will say the first two weeks of this, we were at production. Yeah, we were, we we were at the same level of production. We were just instead of splitting things between kegs and cans, they were all going in the cans, which yeah. like I said, was a shift for us, but not, not nearly as drastic as somebody that might be relying on a mobile canning company or, I mean, some of these breweries that are draft only that yeah, uh, right? have, yep, yep. You know, they're, shut down with no you know no one in sight oh there's going to be a lot of uh, rest, uh all kinds of th- businesses 
and especially in hospitality, they're not going to, including draw beer and uh, smaller restaurants, they're not going to come out of this. No, um, which is horrible. But um, yeah, that, I mean, it's 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 nuts. Um, do supply, you said you guys are stockpiled on most of your shit, so you could keep brewing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we our suppliers are actually still able to get us what we need. That's what um, I'm gonna ask you. All right. Yeah. So. Grain, raw ingredient stuff is no problem. Uh, we're starting to see a a backlog on uh, on orders for like hard goods, like you know, empty cans, things like that. Uh, usually, you have like a four week lead time to get something like that made. They're already order. talking, yeah, already talking eight weeks and potentially twelve. So, so yeah, and it's and it's the same mentality where people start hearing that as soon as breweries hear eight weeks, everybody that might not need something for 20 yeah, weeks yeah. is putting yeah. an order in and then it goes from eight to actually 20 in, in a matter of a week, you know, in a week or so. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of the, wow. I, I don't want to call it fear mongering or, you know, anything like that, but it's, yeah, like I said, you put that, put that idea in somebody's head and oh, that, that yeah. things that they might not be able to get something in the, in the somewhat near future and they're going to buy as much of it as they can as quickly as possible. I think it's just human nature, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's human nature. We all do it, even if you're not supposed to. Um, I don't know if you know the format of the show, but I'm the the. I hate the fucking word conspiracy. I'm the truth guy, whatever you want to call it. Um, so so, uh, do you do you do you see uh supply chains? Do you, do you see that it's gonna start cr- coming there? Or you think we're gonna be okay? You think things are gonna keep coming and and we have nothing to worry about with supply chains? Uh, no, honestly, I I mean. The fact that they they deemed uh, manufacturing essential in pretty much every state that I've seen, I don't think, uh, and then everybody downstream from that is going to fall into that same category. Uh, I I've yet to have a single distributor um, tell me they're not operating you know, fully right now. If anything, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of hoping that I start seeing some price reductions on things, especially like freight, considering we're where gas is right now. Like I, I don't want to sound like I'm profiteering off this horrible yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. You're, right, uh, you're right. But at the same time, like I, I feel like this, this actually may help in the, you know, in, in some, in some terms. You know, at least it's, it's not. I'll never say this is a good thing, but like I said, with something like fuel, if all of a sudden I get, you know, my freight delivery charges cut in half, you know, it's a, it would be, it would help awesome. out some of some yeah. of the things that are. You know that half of my revenue stream that's gone with the you know restaurants, restaurants and bars being closed. You know, maybe I can save some money on shipping and you know and try to balance that out a little bit. Or um, you know the if some of these distributors are actually have surplus in their warehouse and start reducing some of their prices to move inventory. You know just move out higher volumes, even though their uh, their profits might not be as high. Like we might might see some things that are somewhat beneficial for the industry and, and other industries as well. But like I said, it's to, to be seen and I'm not, you know, I'm not hoping anything like that. I want everyone to come out of this, you know, just as solid as they went into it. But like I said, there's, I'm trying to look for silver linings where I can. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. You know, I, I, I personally, I came up with a half, <laughs> half cock theory about this uh, the other day. And it's like, I think that after when everything's all said and done, that there will be this this shift in focus even more so than has been over the past few years of local business. You know what I mean? I think that, that people are really, really going to go out and uh, like try to support the local guys that are 
you know, they see it's like, man, I went to that deli my entire life and like they're, they're going to fucking close or whatever have you. And I think there's going to be a, a huge shift in that. And like, maybe, you know, well, I could go to fucking Walmart and save myself three bucks, but you know what? Like that hardware store down the street, like those guys are fucking that, you know, they've, they've been through the ringer and maybe I should just go there and give them my business. I just, again, you know, just a theory, but you know, there's been that, and especially, you know, Chuck, you know, Chris, <laughs> you know, um, with the, with the shift from, you know, big beer um, to like the craft industry. Um, we, you know, you and I have been, <laughs> we've been at it for a long time and like just to see where it, from where it was back when you know we saw beer wars in the movie yeah. theater yeah you know and to see the, the infinitesimal stages of when people really get you know starting to understand like you know like the, the little guy and what people are trying to do out there and to see where it is now i just think that there's going to be that reshift in focus of like you know what man like yeah i can save money by going to this gigantic fucking store or I can go to these people down the street from me that are doing things the right, right way and they're breaking their ass to bring something amazing to the community. And this is a guy that I grew up with or whatever have you. Um, it, like you say, with the silver lining thing, I think that if there is a thing that could come out of this, that is beneficial, that maybe, maybe people will refocus and, you know, understand what their neighbors are trying to do for them. You know? <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean, it's a, I'm, I'm hoping that's where, the direction it goes, you know, that, that people are supporting the, the struggling companies that this doesn't go on long enough that only the, the big ones that were too big to fail are surviving and throwing everyone else, you know, what they're going to consider a lifeline, but are just, just buyouts. You know, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I actually had, we were talking about it last night, but yeah, when, when I, when I picture the possibility, you know, a, a potential for how we come out of this, it, I, I go to demolition man and, and it's and the and the one part of the, the one big takeaway from that movie I mean there's a million takeaway from that movie don't get me wrong but uh, the one that every restaurant was just called Taco Bell because Taco yeah. Bell just absorbed every restaurant yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, my, that's my biggest fear man that's my yeah. biggest fear yeah, yeah Amazon is just gonna own uh, Amazon and Target man Clint yeah. before yeah. I go on a ramble were you gonna say something because you looked like that I was uh, I, saw you. I was just going to say that prices adjust the other way for like shipping and stuff like that for fuel very slowly, but they yeah, increase yeah. with the, with the increase like instantly get, they're like, guess what? Gas is $50 a barrel now. Well, guess, you know, there's all those tanks are still filled with last week's gas. It didn't need right. to go up immediately as soon as that barrel did. And then the barrels come down. It takes a month for it to adjust the other way. So oh, yeah. <laughs> oil, oil pricing is one of the funniest fucking things you could ever have. It's like based on speculation, which is I, how do you how do you put that out in the market for people? Just be like, I don't know. Four bucks. Sound about right. Like, yeah, cool. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, they're just making their own profit margins as they go. They're like... Which is crazy. Yeah, that's me. awesome. Like, yeah, Chuck, Chuck, you're like, oh, yeah, four-pack this week is uh, 37 bucks. We're, <laughs> we're having an issue getting hops. It's $40 yeah, yeah, exactly. for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, shipment got delayed a couple days, so, so it's actually... Yeah, we're really low on supply right now. So sorry, you guys got to suck it up and pay the, yeah. you know, pay the extra nut. Forty dollars for a four pack today. Yeah. <laughs> suck it up. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a, we're working on a sliding scale here. I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I, I, I don't know. I, my, my biggest fear is, is uh, well, you guys know my biggest fear. My, my oh, big, my it, your, biggest. your biggest fears are ever expanding every single day. Oh, it's hard get, to keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're having my a biggest race. fear is that you know we're all gonna get fucking. Uh, I but before I say this, I love my life. I do not want to get. I never want to kill myself. I love my family. Uh, my biggest fear is that they're going to fucking, when the vaccine comes out, it's going to have a microchip in it. And in that microchip, the NWO starts the New World Order. And with the New World Order, maybe it's not as bad as I think, but it's like Amazon, Taco Bell, or whatever the fuck, McDonald's. There's like a few things. We go wait in line to get our fucking government checks. And... You know, we're part of this fucking system. What if they start sending um, ads to your chip? Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, why do I want to order uh, fucking some <laughs> blah, blah, blah from Amazon all of a sudden? Oh, and they dude, just no, sent you a signal. No, I'm going to tell you guys what's, what's going to really happen. It, I mean, if I, listen, I hope none of this happens. I hope it's all fucking just a virus and it goes away and I get the poor beer at my place and have comedy shows. But what I think really is going to happen, I've been talking to a lot of my fucking crazy... <clears throat> Other fucking crazy friends that I'm not going to name drop, but in the industry of crazy or conspiracy, <laughs> fucking social credit, man. Social credit is coming. It's coming. And that's not going to be good because I talk shit. You talk shit, Henry. Well, Clint, you're fucked. Chuck might be a. Chuck, Chuck might be a. Chuck might. You, know, you talk about fingers in his asshole and, like, you know. Chuck. For a long time too, so that's yeah. Uh, Chuck, 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 Chuck is one <laughs> of the, the one thing I will say. Uh, uh, Chuck is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Like, like yeah, hold he, me like I, a millionaire. I feel, I feel like 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 he he's he sweats when he eats sandwiches, and I feel like that sweat that comes off his head is actually empathy that's going out <laughs> into the ether, so that other people can act actually fucking be cool i swear i'm telling you that's just, i sweat that's a lot nice i sweat is. a lot henry what do you think that is i'm sorry i sweat a lot what do you think that is that is pure white hatred <laughs> <laughs> that is like when when you're sweating it's uh, like oh god there's so many like people of color around <laughs> and, and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a woke racist right he he was very he was very political about his slurs. So many people of color that I really dislike strongly. He's trying to get that good social credit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> my so my social credit's gonna be so bad. I'm gonna be a hobo getting on the back of fucking trains trying to get to work. They're not gonna bro, let me on fucking trains, bro. You. If you're, I don't you're, end you're, up in fucking Camp FEMA, I'm gonna be fucking. Bro, you're you're like everyone's gonna have like an ID badge. Your shit's gonna say like transient twenty nine. Like that's gonna be you. That's you. If I don't make it, yeah. If I, if I don't make it into FEMA camp, that's what we mean. I'll be getting on trains, nothing. I'll be walking. No, 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 be a hobo. no trains. You can't trust the train process. And if anyone's gonna know that for certain, it's this fucking guy right here. Mm -hmm. We've we've and we've talked about you know some very uh, you you have some interesting uh, <laughs> interesting stories. You know, life lessons that were taught to you by your German grandparents. That is. 
you know, it's you know, that's you know that's. So they were just, on the winning. They were on the the driving <laughs> side even, and they still yeah. taught you lessons. <laughs> there, there were there were a lot of tracks leading back to one place. <laughs> oh, boy. oh my god! Um, all right, so uh, we talked about this last night uh, before. Mike starts picking your brain apart about uh, conspiracy theories and, and, you know, lizard people living, uh, you know, six feet under the earth. I wanted you to tell one story while you were here. And we, you know, if you have to change the names, feel free. But it's a good, <laughs> it's, uh, a, uh, it's a good, it's a good friend of ours. Yeah, and, and a little trip, and I'll, I'll 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 let you take it from here because I think this is a great story, and I wanted to share it with our friends and listeners. All right, so yeah, it was uh, it all started with a friend of mine from Collard's uh, bachelor party. Uh, we took him up to Montreal, and there was four of us made the road trip up together, and then a fifth person flew up and met us up there. Uh, we started out the night, just the four of us were there. The, the, fly, the flyer hadn't joined the group yet. And uh, we started out at Club Super Sex in Montreal, <laughs> which, yeah, the name says it all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it definitely li- lived up to it. Uh, but, but actually, I should preface, before we even got there, we pre-gamed a little bit with uh, Jack Daniels. And this was back in the, my mid-20s when Jack Daniels was – my life was essentially the blood in my veins was just Jack Daniels. And uh, I, I actually, I had to pull the stopper at that little flow regulator that, that is in the bottle because it actually wasn't pouring fast enough for me. So yeah, just to show where my mindset was at. So needless to say, I gave a hefty drink to one of the guys that was on the trip and we're out at the club later that night and he's not, handling it well at all and goes to leave and i was like all right listen there's our key card has a map right in the back to show this to the, the cab driver he'll get you back to the hotel no problem so we completely forget about it we enjoy everything 10 minutes after he leaves not even five minutes after he leaves uh the guy who flew in shows up i don't even know how they didn't pass each other uh you know at the doorway but whatever they never actually see each other uh at least three or four more hours go by just because he showed up. So all of a sudden second life got breathe, you know, you know, breathe into the party and we're going hard, get back to the hotel room, probably sometime around four o'clock in the morning. And uh, remember that we have a friend who's passed out in there. So obviously we're going to beat the shit out of him when we get in there. And so it was actually, it wasn't even a standard hotel room. It was like an apartment we rented. It was two or three bedrooms and all so we go in, just assume he's in the first bedroom, busting the door, not in there. Like, all right, go to the next door. No. Kick it in, like, just fist clenched and not in there. So we're like, now we're all geared up. You know, two doors down, we know he's in the third one. Like, there's no doubt about it. Don't tell me what I think is going to happen. We kick the door in, brush in, just start beating the shit out of the bed. There's nobody in it. And then we realize four hours has gone by, and we have no idea where he is. <laughs> and so we oh, go. I thought you were gonna say you were in like the neighbor's house. Okay. Oh no, no. So. <laughs> I was waiting for like an old lady. I was waiting for a bucket. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, we beat the shit out of this. Old lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yeah. no. I, I feel like the story would have been actually better if that had happened. Oh I, I shit. I probably could have talked my way out oh, of that one. Fuck. <laughs> 
but yeah, so we just we now realize that we've lost a friend four hours ago and are only realizing it now. So we go out, start walking around the place, see if we can find them laying in a bush someplace. But it's it, it's Montreal. It's it's like sleeting or hailing. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, that place is always fucking. Yeah, it was not pleasant outside at all. So we go inside. We start yeah everything we can do. We start calling police stations, hospitals. Yeah, we call the police station. They're like, we're like, you have our friend. Give him his name. They're like, why would we have? Why would we have your friend? We're like. Uh, no reason. Never, never mind. <laughs> Hang up. And you know, so you'll say it's going on six o'clock in the morning. Sun starts to come up, but we're just like, fucking. We don't even know what to do anymore. People start, you know, passing out one by one. Uh, the next morning, the uh, the bachelor, his cell phone is ringing, and it's the house line of the kid who's missing. And we're just like, oh shit, it's what? his wife. Like nobody answered. Nobody answered. Like it's his wife. We don't know what the fuck to tell her. You know? <laughs> so we, we legitimately we put his phone in the freezer just so we wouldn't have to listen <laughs> to it ring. Like we were like, nah, we were, you didn't want just... to be tracked. You thought you were yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was that too. I was like, we have to go off the grid now. I, I can't let anybody know my last location. So yeah, it's ringing from the house line a bunch of times. We're freaking out. Like don't know what to do. Finally. Uh, his phone rings from his fiance. And so he's like, all right, everyone just be cool. I'm going to play this off. Like nothing's wrong. Don't worry about it. So he picks up the phone. He's like, Oh, Hey babe, what's going on? And she's like, what happened last night? And immediately this kid breaks down crying. I mean, this kid is missing. They've been best friends since kindergarten. Like, yeah, oh, it, he's the best man of his wedding. Like, it's like, like this is literally like the like a movie. But yeah, a hundred percent. And this is this was actually also like six months before the Hangover came out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she he's she's like, what happened? He busts out. He's like, Mike's dead. Yeah, we don't know what to do. Like, and she. And all we hear, so we, we don't hear her side of the conversation. Like, we only hear what he's saying. And all of a sudden, we just hear him go, Mike's home? And so we're just like, wait, what the fuck? Mike's home? And so he gets the full rundown and then proceeds to tell us that Mike's wife found him in the garage the next morning, like, bawling his eyes out because he hopped into a cab in Montreal and took a cab from there to New Jersey. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he, instead of giving the key card, which was our map to our, the hotel, he gave his driver's license. Was like, just take me here, and then passed <laughs> out in the back of the cab. <laughs> who proceeded to somehow get him across the border into the U.S. Dude, like his pass, his passport was in the glove box of my Jeep. Like he had no idea. He had a driver's license, but he had no passport and was drunk and made it from Montreal to New Jersey in the back of a cab. How how much did that ride cost him? Nine hundred dollars. Yeah, and they didn't. They, 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 they had to stop in like Vermont for gas or like New Hampshire. Yeah, or some yeah. Shit apparently, like that, right? he, apparently he bought the cab driver gas someplace, which also which was also a, that we were able to trace back the cabbie's route too. Like he totally knew not to take fifteen down to eighty seven and go through like that major crossing. He like took some side road and crossed in Vermont somewhere. Instead of coming down through New York, like this guy knew how to get into the country illegally. <laughs> yeah. So this this cab driver was totally used to just bringing people into the U.S. Also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knew what road to take that wouldn't get checked. North, right. <laughs> North Mexicans. Dude. Oh, I, I would, if I'm spending a fucking G, 
fucking say fuck you guys, I'm fucking having way more fun in fucking Montreal. <laughs> fucking going on. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was tough. We I mean to this day you still never lived it down and yeah, you know, we bring it up yeah. jokingly. But I, I mean I even offered, I was like, I'll I'll meet you at the border. If you want me to come down, drive to like Plattsburgh, if you want to take a bus up. I'll bring your passport down. I'll pick you up in Plattsburgh and get you back into the country. So, I mean, it's, it's honestly not that bad of a drive. Yeah, it's Montreal. No. The border is only an hour or so. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think his, his wife was letting him leave the house after that. <laughs> Henry, do you remember when we went to a rave in uh, Canada on a bus? It took like three days. And oh, my God. Th- and this, they left. Yo, check this out, Clint. They <laughs> It took three days to get to Ontario, Canada. It was, makes I don't know no if I want to talk about the bus ride right now, but it was, it was we'll so, it, it was eventually. such debauchery. This is in the nineties. This is in the nineties. We're on our way to a rave. It was such debauchery that the, the cab driver literally goes, PCP is illegal. And if you continue <laughs> to smoke it on my bus, I will take you to the nearest police station. That's how crazy it was. So we, we get, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get to the fucking border. We get to the border. And be they, cool. Be cool. They left the kid there. He goes, "Fuck this." They just left some kid. They took his bags, threw it out, and said, "Fuck this. We don't want you coming." Like he was so fucked up. They're like, "No, we're leaving him." They just left him at the fucking border. <laughs> and the bus driver's like, "I'm not taking you any further." Took his bag, threw it out, fucking kicked him. Boom. Fuck him. Just left. Bro, him. we we left the this is pre, early. This is pre cell phone. This is pre cell phone days. This is pre. This is, that was fucking pre everything. What Could you Sleepers? imagine that motherfucker? He had a backpack and got thrown. I'm like, I still think about like what happened to that kid. <laughs> he found no, his and, way. And not, and not for nothing, but he had like a gallon of dust on him. No, like the a kid. Gallon. The kid was literally. He was like. The, he was like the drug dealer. The best part was, is there was so much drugs that were hitting people's bags that later on were finding shit. Because what he was doing is every time there was a rest stop, he was like, oh, let me go. And he would look and he would just stash shit in people's fucking bags thinking he was going to get into this rave. And people were smoking fucking like PCP in this bus to the point where it was fogging up the fucking bus. And then finally, bro, it was it was it was crazy. It was, it was out of control. I got to do you guys know what the gathering of the juggalos is? Yeah. Yeah, I know what it is. I've, I've heard of that. It's yeah. the Insane Clown Posse's Festival. Yeah, and well, you we, tell me you've been there. We got hired to ride it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So I was oh, there the whole let week. Let me hear about it. Oh, oh dude. Oh, my God. It was a fucking mess. First off, if you're driving in there with a hatchet man on the back of your car, you're getting pulled over and searched, FYI. <laughs> All the smart drug dealers, because once you got in there, it was just their security. There was no cops allowed yeah. in on the premises. So people must have driven in early and stashed a bunch yeah, they, of drugs. They, yeah, they do. Because there do. was but tons of drugs. I don't know this. I don't, I don't know. Well. But what I've been told is what they do is you go there early and you dig holes on the campsites. And that's how you get the drugs. In. I can tell you when we were driving in, uh, we were in a big ramp. And we didn't have any hatchet men on our truck. So they just nobody paid attention to us. Um, but every other car with a hatchet man was on the side of the road as we pulled in. So what brought up this story to me was the bus deal. So we're there like setting up and this guy shows up first night shows up and he's just like, yo, this is the sixth event of the year. Yeah. Wait for this all year. We're like, all right, cool. He's like, I brought a bus. We're in Southern Illinois and, uh, the very bottom. And, um, he's like, I just rode a bus from uh, Colorado. It took him like a week or something <laughs> to get to this fucking thing. <laughs> right? So 
we see him that night and he's just like yeah ready to go party and then we wake up in the morning or we were at a hotel so we just drove back in and set up to practice you couldn't or something. well <laughs> we didn't have the he's promoter like, well, we weren't sleeping with the scumbag well the the insane clown posse or whoever the fuck booked us just got us a hotel so uh <laughs> if they had awesome. gotten us a camper i would have st- gladly stayed on site 100 percent uh so we show up in the morning and this dude is laying like half on these girls tent like from the waist up like he tried to sit down and like lean against it and he's just so he's just like half of his body and is on these girls tent and he's foaming at the mouth so i'm like go over and i get the emts i'm like yo this guy's like laying on the ground like kind of convulsing foaming and they just come over and they get him up and they're like yo do you want help and he's like no and they just go <laughs> and walk away so then he disappears for like three days i'm like dude i think that guy died like i'm pretty sure he's dead and then all of a sudden on the fourth day fucker just shows up and he's like yo <laughs> i'm like i'm like yo we thought you died he goes i had a rough day or two <laughs> wow that brings up another story i gotta take a break but that brings up another story i tell you guys that i it hits very close to home I'll right well back. i'll tell you this one then that also at the insane clown posse i knew that the insane clown posse was gonna suck so i bought us mushrooms <laughs> in preparation for said event and quick spoiler alert the insane clown posse really does really sucks (laughs) although there was some bright spots but probably mainly because i was on mushrooms so i took half of the i ate half the bag and then i took the other half and i put it on my business partner at the time's pizza and it was kind of (laughs) dark where we were like at so i just hand him his pizza and he gets like halfway through it and all of a sudden you can see him be like like, 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 what? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, how much did you put on here? And I said, enough, finish your slice. So then he finished his slice and then <laughs> we're standing there. The actual, the best part of, of the insane clown posse was that they shoot those Fago bottles like 200 yards off their finger. Like they must drop a Mentos in it or something and like jam it on their finger and they shake them up. And then when it's going to go, they go and throw it and it goes like literally. So we're on the side and the, the, the stage is over here and they're just shooting. They're just like rainbow of Fago. So that was actually cool because we were tripping on mushrooms. Mike, you missed it. <laughs> I, always, I always wanted to go to one of those things. I mean, it is a, it's a spectacle for, for sure. For oh, yeah. No, it's good research. research. research purposes. Have you ever seen the, the really large guy that hangs out with like three, six mafia or something? And his, I didn't realize who he was. I seen him sitting in some chair, like his belly hangs over his pants. Like, yeah, I, I, is like a foot. or is it? I don't know. I don't even know his name. All I know is I seen. Is he white? Is he white? Um, I think so. Like a big the, dude. Tattooed white dude? Uh, I don't. He might have t- tattoos. I don't remember. All I know is he's yeah. got a huge belly. 
I don't even know yeah. what color he is. He's just. I say, I, I feel like I've seen that guy shoot machine guns. Yeah, uh, for some probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, right. It's like I'll get his belly, and he's. Oh, oh. So he's sitting yeah. there, and there's just some girl dancing on him, and I'm just going, "What in the fuck is going on here?" And like, he's like famous, and I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, I wasn't fo- I wasn't foaming at the mouth, but I have a very close story of that myself. I was kind of the kid. I wasn't foaming at the mouth, but." I went to a festival in the middle of fucking nowhere alone. I uh, I don't know if I should list the band. I don't know if I want to give them. But, well, so there was a there's a band that I really thought was really awesome. I went to one of their concerts and I'm like, and I got a flyer and they're like, tomorrow they're having. This is the first time I ever saw them. They're like they're having their festival out in the middle of nowhere, uh, fest like, in in the mountains. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. So I went, and I didn't realize that this fucking festival was was also a rave and it was like all DJs that I fucking grew up on knew. I was like, what the fuck? So I set my little tent up. I'm I'm totally alone. I brought a uh, I brought a couple of Timothy Leary books with me. No camping equipment at all, just a tent. <laughs> um, a couple bucks or whatever, right? And I go and I'm I'm hanging out and everyone's so friendly and I'm like. You know, they're like, oh, wait till the band's over. Wait till you see what happens. And there's a fucking dance party. And I'm like fucking talking to all these kids, these fucking raver kids from Chicago. And they're giving me all, I'm learning about new fucking things that I didn't even know about. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And I took it fucking really, really far. And I think it was like a three-day festival. So like, so I know all my neighbors. I'm, I'm fucking talking to everybody. I'm everyone, you know, I'm having great time. I'm sitting in my tent just reading Timothy Leary. I'm like enlightened. I'm like, this is great. The day two, it like. I'm starting to get a little old. I'm probably like 22 at this point, 23. Like getting a little old for this shit. And it's like day two. And I'm just fucking, like I said, trying new things, whatever. And I'm reading the book and I don't know what something, it said something in the book. And I'm like, you know what? I've had enough. So I leave my tent. I throw my book in my book bag, get in my car and just fucking drive home. So I end up like following this band around for years. I actually end up working for this band years later. So I know now I know everyone in this in this community and kids would come to me all the time like, yo, it's Mike from New Jersey. Yo, we were crying. We thought you were dead for sure, man. What the? <laughs> so for years, for years, people would because I, be, I became friends with everyone. I went there alone. I literally became friends with everybody around me. So I would be in a, I worked for this band. So it'd be like little little by little. I go to a city and people would be like, oh, my God, my. They were like, yo, we will go by your tent. Be like, yo, he's dead, man. He's definitely dead. And I was like, <laughs> I had my own little resurrection moment. It was pretty cool. It happened for about a year. I would go to like a different city with this band, and like a couple people would find me. I'm like, yo, he's not dead. Holy shit. Like, remember that kid that was reading a book at his campsite by himself? Like, <laughs> That's funny. I was yeah, never really like most, probably 90% of the concerts and stuff i've been to i just happened to be riding at something and there was music there that's awesome but i never like really so but what if you do that claim if you do that that means you're probably like i'm not i'm not saying in a bad way but you're probably like in the middle of nowhere right when you're doing this sometimes sometimes i was saying because in your i mean i've never heard i'm just i'm saying in our area i've never heard of like moto and a concert going on unless i'm just not well in tune. no like i rode uh at sturgis at the buff in the buffalo like- chip for a week um i rode at oh, nice. uh rot rally in texas um that's another like 18 and up biker rally those two are super fun i did daytona bike week way back in the day I've and done- then there's bands and shit playing uh yeah um rot rally fucking uh 
What's the guy from Poison? Brett Michaels, Michaels was there. Uh, oh, well, that's not like fucking acid music. Well, no, no. But uh, Sturgis, I got to see um, ZZ Top. Well, I'll say Bon Jovi? No. ZZ, no, it's Bikers. <laughs> so ZZ Top, uh, Buck Cherry, which I don't really, ZZ Top was cool. Yeah. Um, I saw it. We rode during Buck Cherry. That was cool. So it was like the stage, the crowd, and then oh. there was like the tower that controlled the stage, and we were like right behind that, like to the side. Like so part like, of the like, like act almost? Well, so or half like, of the crowd was turned around and just staring at us while they were playing, so that was pretty sick. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a pretty big fuck you to the band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're not like the backdrop. You were actually, all right, I got you. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we were opposite of them. So the crowd was in between us. Yeah. But uh, they were like, yeah, we don't care. It's cool. Um, and I think Papa Roach was there. And I've seen ton Billy Idol. Like, he wasn't there. He was at uh, Harley 100th anniversary in Milwaukee. So I've gotten to see random stuff. Quiet Riot. But that was only a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was before the quarantine. Yeah. But, I mean, they were they were like super old, you know, by the time I saw them. Yeah, no, but that's the thing about Henry and I. Henry and I, like I told you, I met Henry at a, at a Rage Against the Machine concert. So uh, he jumped on top of me when they were rioting. It was Rage, Rage, Rage and Wu Tang, and uh, the crowd was just fucking going nuts. And Henry jumped on me. That's when I met him. And uh, we've gone to hundreds of concerts together and shows. And then obviously we were in the business of that shit. And he jumped so, on you every time. What? And he jumped on you every time. No, no, just the one. Just the time I met him, he jumped into the crowd. Yeah, he's probably yes, but uh, no. So, but we, yeah, we've been. Uh, plus, we obviously worked in that, you know, in that whole industry of uh, the parties and the, you know raves and whatever you want to call it. But um, so I've been to hundreds and hundreds of shows, festivals, to the point where honestly, like now, it's like I know it's like they're way they're from what I've been told they're way better than they were when we used to go. I mean, they were so underground. It was so. I went to like Bonnaroo this summer. You about. They were, now I hear they're like amazing, but I'm way too old for that shit. Like in my twenties, <laughs> I thought I was getting too old for it. No, come on, let's go to Bonnaroo. My friend lives in Tennessee and works for Red Bull. <laughs> we'll just go down there and well, hang out with them. That was the that year. I'm telling you, it was the first year of Bonnaroo because everyone's like, "Yo, you got to go to Bonnaroo after this, man." And I was like thinking about it one like the first night. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should go to Bonnaroo. <laughs> I should totally go to Bonnaroo. It was the first year of Bonnaroo. Everyone's like, everyone's like talking about this thing that's gonna happen. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. And then fuck that. I got my fucking car at three in the morning. Fucking left on night three. I was notorious for doing that. I did that with Henry once. And I left my I've left my tent other places. Yeah, fuck it. Just get in my car and leave. That's gay. Like yeah. You want to get the fuck out of here? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I, it kind of relates to your story, Chuck, too. Like, I, I've been... I'm the guy where I pay for... I mean, I've paid crazy... Fu- I, I've Ubered some pretty crazy places, but it's like... At like The problem with that is, like, I've overstayed my welcome. I'm in a city where there's, like, everything shut down. The only way you're getting home is an Uber. Right. You know, I've done <laughs> that. But... So kind of relate. But I've also been like, ah, I've had enough of this shit. Get the fuck out of here. Um... Oh fuck! I was forgot I was gonna say something to Henry about about some show, but uh, I don't know, guys. What else? Are you a big music guy, Chuck? I I know you as Chuck now. And then all of a sudden, 
like, yeah, I mean, I, I was, used to be real big into like the punk scene and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been, me and Henry have been, a, I mean, I've been nearly as many as him and Mike have been to, but we've been to a bunch of shows together. Uh, actually, one of the craziest stories about so, thinking, thinking somebody died at a show. I don't know if you, oh! I was, I'm sure you remember exactly what I'm about, sorry, but tell. Holy shit, it was, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so Woodstock 99. <laughs> We yeah, watched these, these maniacs were there <laughs> for that yeah. debacle. Yeah, they were at Woodstock '99. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching on TV like I'm fucking Henry and fucking Chris are there right now. <laughs> we watched. There was a bunch of bunch of kids rocking one of those like construction trailers, like those temporary office type things, and they're rocking it. And like it's it's going over, and everyone gets out of the way, but one kid loses his footing, falls. This thing falls on top of. Oh. And and like we're just like everyone's like, well that kid's dead. Like we just yeah. we just watched the kid get fucking sm- like crushed. a million yeah. percent. It and was so like, time to go. Like like hundreds of people had to like come and like help and like lift this thing up. And they picked it up. The fucking kid just gets up and like runs yeah. away. Yeah. And there's literally like his body is like in the like the side of it is just like this aluminum siding that literally his imprint was just like. Look like in the fucking side of this trailer. <laughs> us fucking us '90s fucking kids that raised the kids that were teenagers in the '90s. This shit is not. Fucking that was adrenaline. This coronavirus is no, not taking us no, down. Yeah, We've done I, some fucking. Yo, we are. I know our grandparents were fucking way harder than us, but I gotta say, like our parents. I'm no knock on our parents, but the boomers or whatever, they're a little soft. Then you got us. We all did stupid shit. I mean, this fucking kid, Clint, right here, might not have crazy fucking festival drug stories but if you ever watch his fucking tapes of the jumping and shit he does and he acts like it's nothing like we're all sick and we're like 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 that kid i've been that kid i don't i've never got fucking oh, yeah. knocked over by a trailer but i've i've fucking popped up and fucking said slayer like oh, shit that i should have been dead and we all a have those fucking percent. and we all have those fucking stories so if this fucking a covid like this covid's not taking us at least our generation hopefully it's not taking any of us out yeah i'm not gonna lie i got i got so fucking excited because I thought you were gonna tell the story, like it, it instantly popped into my head when we like I don't know I thought I like thought someone was dead when we were in fucking Albany and we, we went to see uh, oh. it, was like, it was yeah it was so it was me and you and it was like we're we're go we're gonna go up there and fucking you know go to go to see again the the band the band that you know we used to follow around blah blah blah. So we're going up there and like Mike's going to meet us at the show at fucking Clifton Park and we're we're going to go and fucking party and this and that and we have like the greatest night ever and this and that get into a a bunch of shit at you know 2 3 o'clock in the morning having a good old time everyone kind of nods off wake up like wake up at some point and Mike's just gone gone forever like where did he go and it's like like you know where is he at the ice machine like no, like, wait, like, where, where, where is this kid? Didn't talk to him for like fucking forty-eight straight hours. He just like got up and left in the middle of like a. Did I? What? No, that was me. Oh, that was yeah. The, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we were staying in the hotel. We were staying in the hotel. And we we all passed out in a hotel in Clifton Park, and I woke up in Albany. I don't know. That's what it was. <laughs> I was say. I, I mean, it could have happened. I maybe, but I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah, no, that was that was 100 percent me, and I just teleported. I have no idea how I made that drive. <laughs> Aliens, bro. 
Is that what happens with aliens? Did you guys hear about that <laughs> they, skier? They took, they took my Jeep too somehow. <laughs> Did you hear about the skier that was on a mountain or something and then he ended up in fucking Arizona still in his ski outfit? Yeah, and they found him like a week later. So it was. No, it no, no. I need to know. I don't know. So it happened in white. It happened in Whiteface. I was actually up there like the week, the week it happened. Like so, yeah. This like whole thing happened that this guy went missing. They were like scouring the mountain looking for him, like all this stuff, like hundreds of thousands of man hours looking for this guy. All this stuff. Uh, so what happened? He was with a bunch of friends. And like they were all going to the bar, and he was like, "I'm gonna go take one more run," and he just never showed back up. So they reported the missing. Whatever week goes by, he calls his wife from like somebody's uh, like borrowed cell phone. He's in California, still in his like ski boots. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there, there's still like. He all has right, no. So, all right, so he's in California, but where was he in California? Uh, like in a bar in like San Diego or like San Francisco. Like, so, like I don't know exactly where, but like legitimately, it's hard because I can relate. I can relate. Like it's it's a possibility that he just got banged up and like I'm in fucking California right now. Yeah, that's, that's so weird. That, so that's the thing. Like apparently the dude's like a raging drunk. I want to oh, say. He's, yeah. he's, I don't he's, think. I don't he think he had his wallet or anything though. I think yeah, his wallet yeah, no, was like, at the hotel like the, or something. If there's a whole bunch. Sometimes you get robbed, Clint. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of speculation. That guy was just like blowing truckers all the way across the country, like you know, just doing speed balls. And, like, yeah, I mean, because like I said, he didn't have a cell phone. Like there was no way to actually track him. But like they were like, oh no, people recognize seeing a dude in ski boots like in Nebraska and stuff like that. Yeah. But, so was it like was it like people were sitting at a bar in Cali and like he just like appeared out of the bathroom in like a ski attire? Or was uh, it? I, I know, like was like all of a sudden he just comes out and it's like oh shit like yeah well no apparently it was like partying with with people like hanging out at the bar but like did wasn't coherent at all like just just party just like just like that dude you'd be like all right it's a little weird he's wearing fucking a ski outfit in the middle of a city <laughs> like yeah in an urban setting. <laughs> all right, but, where where did he go missing in the beginning? Uh, Whiteface. But where? What? Where was he? Is he upstate his... New York? I, I, okay, oh. I no, but where was he? Like, was he in his ski lodge? Was he on the slopes? Oh, so he left his friends. That he was skiing with friends. They all were going to the bar, and he said he was going to take one more run. So he went back up onto the mountain. But then, yeah, it's also speculated maybe he hit his head and like blacked out and like was literally wandering around for a week and ended up in California. But like I'm thinking the only thing possible is that maybe he did enough ketamine that he transported into California through a ketamine hole. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike has this whole uh, K-hole slash like wormhole theory. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, it, it's in line with string theory, but a little, you know. Yeah. Little, Dude, there's pictures filter, of him and everything. It just depends. I just looked it up. There's pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a picture of him uh there's a picture about a fish concert in the ski outfit 49 year old firefighter from toronto is pictured in sacramento california on february 13th 2018 wearing the same clothes he wore while skiing at whiteface when he went missing on february 7th no oh, dude that's not he that's he had too much fun <laughs> 
<sighs> New York and Sacro is a that's a fucking hike. Yeah. <laughs> Even to get it accomplished in six days is a feat. Is it? <laughs> I mean, is it? New York, yeah. New York to Cali? I oh, I don't fucking know. I think it's three. Day, I thought it was a three day drive. I don't fucking fuck know. It, that's fucking coast to coast. <laughs> I mean, it's coast to coast. Three thought, day drive. I don't know. You could do like in, in a fucking McLaren <laughs> going, going nonstop. Yeah, wearing like, na- like this. Just like, yeah. like wearing NASA diapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. That's legit. Like you're in like a Tesla, like doing 160, sleeping in the back. Like that's so, that's the only way that's happening. Clint, how many days is it? I'm not that smart. I'm not gonna use the R word anymore. I won't say what I think I am. It's 44 <laughs> hours. A Republican? Four hours, just, dude. 40, is, 44. Oh, I'm sorry. They said four hours. I'm just saying. My, <laughs> I'm fucking not that bright, but it doesn't seem like four hours. All right, 40 hours. Yeah, yeah 44. 44 hour drive. <laughs> So figure no, you still no, no, got to no, no. sleep as question. well. My question, oh. is, my question is, how many days how, well, from point A to point B? You'd still there? have to sleep. Six. Six days? Yeah. yeah. That's about how long it would take, right? Right. They said the 7th to the 13th? Yeah. Yeah. But with no money, <laughs> no <fucking> phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's amazing, too, because I don't, I don't put that, I don't put that past, like, three people that i know <laughs> but, but and, also, like three people that i know like well i don't put that past <laughs> yeah but but also if, you, if you've ever been to whiteface it's not the easiest place to get out of i mean it was no it, it was literally a town built well he's clearly a superhero yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean but it was a town built solely to host the olympics it's the only mountain on the east coast that they can host the olympics at oh like, it's one of those towns yeah driving in and out of it is like it is death-defying, like to get in and out of that town. Like it is not. There's. It's not a major trucking route or anything like that. It's not like he was went from Albany to Sacramento. I'd say, like, oh yeah, no big fucking deal. But like the trip from Albany to Whiteface, even though it's only an hour and twenty minutes, is like white knuckle driving on mountain passes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> not that, and that that fuck that mountain is so fucking sketchy. I know, like everyone's like, oh, we gotta go to Whiteface. I'm like, why? That thing was always like a. Sh- it, first of all, it is so fucking steep. That mountain's like this, and it is a sheet of ice. Every single time we've ever gone, isn't that like, the I whole East Coast? The, the fascination with that. A- Adri- Adrian blew out her ACL again this year. Are you serious? Second time, same mountain. Yeah. And I'm the, going. The first time she got fucked. Uh, her fucking leg like turned all the way around. Yeah. Like, that that mountain. Yeah. Last so show, I was telling you guys about my leg went up that way. That was crazy. Uh, yeah. That mountain is so fucking sketchable. I, I I used to hate going there. Besides the fact that we would get giant like fucking mansion log cabins, <laughs> you know that was the shit. Yo, remember remember what you know? We're fucking hanging out in this huge log cabin. There's like fucking fifteen of us there. We're having a blast. Like starting to get drunk, you know, playing games. Blah blah blah. All of a sudden, there's like headlights that show up in the driveway. And it's like, uh, who the fuck is this? You know car pulls up they're taking their time to, to get the you know walk up to the house whatever all of a sudden you see the, the doors open see people start walking towards the house okay not, not even like a knock at the door the door just like opens and it's some fucking grease ball from like stat he's like it's like oh what's going on in here and we're like who the fuck are you man oh, I was thinking he's, like, like, he's, like, he's like yeah well i rented this place and i'm like uh everyone's like no you didn't because we all rented this place he's like oh 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 well, I think we got a broad beard. It's like, bro, 
we will fucking bury you in the woods back here. Like, <laughs> what the what the Allegedly. Christ are you talking about right now? Oh my god! Get, had to get like the property manager on the phone. Jesus yeah. Christ! Oh, that's <laughs> fucking great. I would just smack the shit out of Henry. That was the oh. best part. <laughs> yeah, it was just this guy showed up with like five high school kids. And he yeah. was like, oh, no, he, you guys should have smacked the shit out of him. Yeah, and he was, like, was like, oh, I know the owner. He said I can use the place whatever uh, I want. Of course, of course. Like, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, know, exactly. I, know, I know a guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It's fun. And the kids are walking in, like, putting their bags down and shit. It's like, like whoa, pick, whoa, whoa. Picking bedrooms. Yeah, and picking like, bedrooms? Yeah. Like, he's like, well, we'll, we'll just spend the night and we'll figure it out in the morning. It was like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. This story is better than any story either one of you told all day. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you guys are having a party in the mountain. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh. it was a tent. And a, a fucking, fucking greaseball shows up with a bunch of high school kids? Yes. In the middle of the night? Yes. Yeah, like, like 2 a.m. Yes. Yeah, it was like fucking 2 o'clock. Bro. And, and, and bro, and... and okay, and, were the kids his dude? kids? Were the kids his kids? I... I don't maybe one of them. Know. Like, that's yeah, not all. Maybe one of them. One of them but yeah. All right, let's just all. pretend that none of them were his kids. Yeah, so he's like, a, Jeff, he's like a Jeffrey a, Epstein. Yeah, that's also a huge possibility. <laughs> yeah. So it's like an Italian Jeffrey Epstein just shows up to your fucking ski apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. It was it was Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein Alini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was man. that. Now, and, and bro, like, I, when, when I tell you that, like, typical fucking standoffish legitimately like 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 that don't worry about it like, no, it's all good no but 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 it's like god dude like get the fuck out of here bro and the best is brandon had the rental agreement and you know brandon's a, he's like a little dude man he's like this big but like i would never fuck with that kid and he's just like putting the thing in his face and he's like you see this He's like, this means get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki's sitting there just like, not another yeah. step forward. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah. where you're standing right now, that's as far as you go, pal. That was, that was, and if, you, if you look at like the lineup of people that were in the house at the time, it's just like, <laughs> dude, you you trust me, you don't want to do this right yeah, now. You like, picked please, the wrong house. Yeah. Like, please just leave. It, it, was, like, it was two seconds away from locking the door and being like, now you just can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> like you may have seen too much already. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Uh, I can't even imagine what was like out on the table. It's just My like because it wasn't even a thing. Like they were like knock, knock, knock. Motherfucker just like walks in. It's like what is going on right now? At first, I thought it was gonna be like you guys remember uh, was it like John Candy was summer rental. I thought it was going to be like that. <laughs> like the owner came in and was like, "Who the fuck's in my house right now?" <laughs> I thought that's what you guys are going to say. No, no, definitely but not. But of course, Henry's fucking Italian hating motherfuckers. It's like greaseball out of nowhere. Some fucking <laughs> some guinea, some child molesting guinea comes in with a bunch of fucking 14 year old girls. This motherfucker with a valentine of his name. 14 year old boys. And a couple <laughs> bottles of Campari and says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, don't worry about it. I brought Campari and Pellegrino. St Stinking a gabagool. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, do you fucking believe me, this? Fucking white, white nationalist motherfuckers talking shit about us fucking Bro, Italians. For, first of all, you you a thousand percent know I was raised as Italian as you could ever be. And my mother's maiden name is Tarantino, so thank you very much. I, that's why, but I, that's I what a racist would own. say. I, yeah, I mean, I'm an equal opportunity yeah. racist in the fact I, that I, I hate all of my own people so fucking much that it's 
frightening, but that's all. And I and I graduated from Harrow Park, so I'm I'm pretty much an honorary ITI. So well, I don't know about either one of you, but I am American, motherfucker. Bro, you you literally like sweat fucking modernad. So I don't know what to tell you. All right, I'm gonna give you a good wrong uh, door story. <laughs> you gonna talk about your butthole right now? No. <laughs> is is uh, this a butthole story? No. Well, oh, kind of. Clint, kind I love of. when you talk about your butthole. So there's right, there's a, a roundabout butthole uh, <laughs> feeling right, to it. Let's hear it. So we're in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, we're doing a show there. And the first night, there's just there's like so many dudes that look like Chuck down there at the bottom <laughs> in this town <laughs> for some yeah, reason. Those are my people down there. <laughs> so. Uh, I've been there a bunch and they didn't, it wasn't normally like this. So we're in the hotel and then there's a U-Haul trailer in the parking lot. And the next day we realize that they start to decorate it. And then we figure out that the, um, gay parade was in town that week, uh, that weekend that we were there. So they actually made a, um, uh, wizard of Oz trailer and they dressed up like Dorothy uh, the Tin Man and the Lion. <laughs> yes. So this is this is only a side uh, thing to this whole deal. So we're partying in the hotel, and my one friend, um, like, is wasted, and he leaves my room and he goes to go back to his room, and then he shows back up at my room, like, fucking, kind of. I don't know if he was crying or what, just super like, oh, some, you know, nobody will fucking help me in my room. My arm's bleeding. His arm's all cut open. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And he like didn't really tell me. So then he, I just grab an old hood I have and I tie it around it. And I'm just like, you know, like washed it out for him, tied my hood around it. He steps out of my room onto, it was a motel. So we're like, our doors are out to the balcony. He steps out of my room. I'm the last room on the, uh, on the corner of that floor. He steps out and goes right. And all of a sudden, like 10 cops rush around the corner to get him. And I just slam my door. <laughs> and it's just like, fucking nobody even touches my door at all. I'm like, okay. So I find out that basically he left my room, went to go back to his room, went to the wrong door, pounds on the door. Now, remember, we're at the pride weekend or whatever <laughs> pounds on this random door at like three in the morning, four in the morning. And somebody opens the <laughs> curtain back next to like, yeah, Kansas the, anymore, bitch. The window, no, the window next to the door opens the window and uh, looks out. And uh, he, I think he, I don't know if he did it right off of the bat, but he basically waves a gun at my friend and my oh. friend goes, as, as a redneck from Alabama would do, fuck you, motherfucker, shoot me. <laughs> and punches through the fucking window. And when he goes to pull his arm back, that's how his arm got cut. So it turns out it was a pastor <laughs> in the hotel during Gay Pride Weekend with his pistol. 
Flash in a piece. And he dresses Dorothy. Dresses Dorothy. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's I'm like I'm like. He's dressed as this Dorothy. We'll never know how this guy ties into Gay Pride Weekend, but I feel like it's more he than was he just. He was fucking clicking his heels, motherfucker. I feel like it's more than he just happened he to like, book hey, himself in this hot hotel. Your boy, whoever that guy's, we gotta get on the show. The guy that fu- I love. That's why we'll I love, try and get I love about the Southern motherfuckers. Someone fucking pulled a Glock out and he uh, a piece out and he just fucking went and punched them. He said no. He punched them <laughs> through the window. He yeah, literally. That's amazing. That's amazing. He, he goes. He's like, bitch, you don't fucking show that shit at me. Bang. <laughs> so he goes. And fucking Joel Olstein fucking and Dorothy is fucking falling over, yeah. fucking clicking his fucking Yo, heels, cl- clicking his fucking um, heels. That's amazing. The cops come. He's like, I'm. A- I'm just in here in my ruby slippers banging Joel Alstein, and then a crazy cracker comes punching through the window. I don't understand what's going on. Dude, I just picture a fuck. Oh, and when you're telling me that story, I picture Joel Alstein make smile with a little snub nose revolver, dressed as Dorothy, and just getting pounded in the face by some real fucking southern motherfucker. No, he was a little skinny ass, little skinny punk with a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fuck oh around. Oh my god, I love that. Like fucking like overalls on and like no uh, shoes. Ba- I mean like yeah. prob like not that night, but uh yeah. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> that is a regular sure. shit. Because those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers know guns and they know like when oh, yeah. is, it, is it is it cocked? Is it pulled back? Like bitch, you motherfuckers not even using that shit right. He Bang. was also <laughs> wasted. He was also wasted. We had um one time we did a Monster Chuck show and we used to always go through, we'd be bored during it. Like Friday, we're in the arena all day because we had to go in for driver's meeting and then practice and then you'd go eat and come back and it's basically autographs, show, autographs after. You're there all day. So we'd go through all the crush cars, all the cars that they were going to run over with the trucks and sometimes you'd find like funny stuff in them or whatever. So... Uh, my friend pops the trunk and he finds a full ass bottle of Adderall, like the oh, the capsules, sure. the capsules sure. time release. And he's like, oh, it's like baby Coke, you know, so he's like chopping out lines like it's fucking like, you know what I mean? Not anything at all. And then I realize like at six in the morning, it's time release. And uh, (laughs) so, well, actually, that's when I was like, everybody needs to go to sleep. And then at about nine in the morning, I'm like, hey, none of y'all motherfuckers are sleeping either. We might as well just get up and go about our day. So we went about our day. I I was actually like, hey, can you guys hear your heart through your pillows as well? (laughs) Is am I the only one? I don't think this is right. I didn't get a proper hard on for like two weeks after that whole deal. Oh, you're, a okay. you're not a real guinea. <laughs> <laughs> ain't uh, a real guinea, then. So like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm starting to get tired, and my and they, I was like, I'm starting to I think it's wearing off. I'm getting tired, and they go, well, "What are you gonna do?" I said, "We're gonna chop out another one and keep this train a rolling." <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ride at seven thirty. So fucking. <laughs> Oh, we did. <laughs> oh man! Is that the uh, that's the uh, the the Montre Blanc story? Is that uh, a, that's our sin. We were, how how old were we when we were there? Fifteen, uh, I think. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. So can we can we can we del- can we dive into that one or? Yeah, I think. I mean, the the statute of limitations is over on that one. Yeah, De- definitely. Right. So, <laughs> 
So fifteen, fifteen years old, taking a uh, uh, you know, uh, this is like the Chuck's family's tradition with like other families in Florham Park. With like ever since they were, you know, like all these families and like all their like kids and like they bring them all to the mountain and everyone goes like these long ski trips and it's like this whole like tradition. And then when we're fifth, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old, now we're all fucking complete degenerates. <laughs> And like I'm in the fold now because like, I learned how to snowboard like two years earlier. So I go to we. So it's like, yeah, we're we're going to fucking Canada and get fucked. Like this is gonna be great. So you know, Chuck's like, yeah, like oh yeah, don't worry, I'll I'll take care of it. You know what I mean? So so we're up there and we're we're 15 and we're like, it's like this little fucking village. Like the mountain is part of this village and we're just like walking around. Like go to the it's like you know, let's go to the bar. This and that. Walk into the bar. Guys, like, what can I get you? beers uh, you got it and they're just fucking round after round of beers we're getting trashed in the fucking thing again so the next day it's like man i'm shot like i don't you know like we we gotta go snowboarding so i i, I will i will i will hit past the torch to chuck on this one because <laughs> i don't even know i don't even know what what it was no i had a i had a debilitating addiction to some drug i have no idea what it was <laughs> what? at 15 yeah i mean at the time we were calling it crank but I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> no, it was, it's, it's speed. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, the person I was buying it from is not necessarily a reputable source, right? I was essentially <laughs> just ingesting massive amounts of yellow powder for like a month straight. Like <laughs> bright, like neon, like fucking sulfur yellow powder. Yeah, You're probably ephedrine, straight ephedrine. And yeah. it's just like fucking whacking away. But, uh, but yeah, so we were actually up there. I mean, we were up there for this trip, but also while we are up there, I, I was in a, a competition. I, yeah, it was, it was my first and last snowboard competition. <laughs> and, uh, um, so during the practice round, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going big. I'm, I'm going to show these fuckers what, what's up and uh, take a completely different line than everybody else. But it, it was this weird setup where it was a park inside of a half pipe. So essentially two quarter pipes along the whole outside and then a park in the middle. And then at the end was a huge gap jump that actually, the further left you went, the narrower the gap was, further right, the gap widened. And so I yeah, took this line nobody else took. It during a practice round, felt great, had an unbelievable run. And then right at the end, I was like, you know what? I'm, I got some good speed. I'm gonna hit the far right side of this gap. Hit it, fucking fly, actually just pull up a met, like, get locked into a method, hold it the whole time. I'm just like, oh, done. I'm, I got this thing on lockdown. I'm going to destroy everybody in this contest. <laughs> and then as soon as I come down to land, I knuckle right at the fucking top. It flexes my board, shoots me like 100 feet down the run, and I land right on my tailbone. And here, like 3,000 people in unison just like, oh, <laughs> shattered my tailbone. <laughs> So the only thing we could possibly do is self-medicate at this point because I don't know what to do. I'm in Canada, and uh, <laughs> there's no hospitals. So we get blackout drunk. I that was the night I drank a bottle of whiskey and half a bottle of vodka, and was at 15, and <laughs> proceeded to do all of this yellow powder that I brought. <laughs> the yellow, and then, <laughs> and then and then the the, the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, before all even all that, I tried to go back into the contest. I was like, I got all this stuff in me. It was like, 
I'm good to go. I can't feel, you know, I, I can't feel feelings, let alone pain. So let's, <laughs> let's do this. And like, just fell out of the starting gate, like proceeded to slide down the whole run. Like <laughs> it was a mess, but yeah, then later on that night, I ended up in a hot tub and you know, I decided it was a great idea to go to a hot tub by myself and nobody knows, you know, Nobody knows when I left. Nobody knows how long I was in there. All they know is that they found me floating in the bottom of it, not breathing. What? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, was, so, I thought you were going to say you were jerking Henry off in the hot tub. Yeah, oh, no, no. I feel like that would have been, really like been a better story. That so, been, no, no, not a better story. Well, so who made out you. with you? <laughs> floating in the bottom of a hot tub. It's horrible, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. What happened? So I, I don't even know how they some, somehow they resuscitated me. I don't know. Somebody, oh, was, a fucking, somebody you, was a lifeguard. Did you make out uh, with them, Henry? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we dragged we dragged you the fuck out of the hot tub and smacked oh, the shit out of you until you woke yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that was a fucking, cold shower. That was fucking fucking, it shocked terrible. my heart back. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. not good. It's actually yeah, it's, no, no, it's no. if you, yeah, it's actually why I have the only tattoo that I have too. It's a make right. of my ankle to fucking for all those <laughs> seven guys that saved my life that trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a fucking that was a crazy one. Jesus Christ! Yeah. And that was that was when we were fifteen. That was when yeah. that was like the lead up to when we actually got out of control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, after that, I figured I was invincible. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody's got a plan for me. I, 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 yeah, I meant to I meant to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fellas, so anyone want to talk about uh, anything else before we wrap it up? I mean, we are in a oh. fucking pandemic, in quarantine. Fucking anybody got but anything? I else? feel like you. I feel like you gotta. You gotta at least rack. Uh, like you know, Chuck. Chuck is a, a big fan of uh, a conspiracy here or there. So oh, I'd actually, love to get some, uh, so I I, I kind of want to. I'll be right back. I'll be right yeah. back. Let me grab, grab one more beer. And yeah, I'm actually, I'm gonna, beer. I'm, I'm Let's grab a same. beer. Let's grab a beer. We, we can, you know, we'll come and right we back. Can talk about conspiracy because I'm in for that. Sure. I, I, I can talk conspiracies. Clint, right. you take, can you take your pants off for this one? I know you love I this I don't party. have any more I beers. I'm not Hurry wearing up. pants at all. I thought that was a prerequisite to this. That's good. Sorry that they left you guys here with me. Let's see what's on the, the interwebs. How rude is that, right? Everybody just leaves. They just skated on out of here. What the fuck is that? You slamming the, take a piss? You no, slamming no, I won't a take door a piss. or something? Let's go. Keep going. I yeah. won't fuck it up. I won't fuck the floor. Because we're already at uh Huh? We're already at an hour or something. I know. We will uh, we'll finish it right here. Let's see what these guys want to talk about. I, I'm almost conspiracy out. <laughs> I'm like, at one minute, I think China's fucking coming at for us. The dollar's going to crash. The economy's going. We're going to be chipped. I don't know. Lizard people are running the world. Yes. So we'll wait, we'll wait for Henry. Yeah, wow. whose story was it, Henry's or Chris's? Uh, well, actually, I, there was some, there was something I wanted to post. Um, oh, that's right. That I think it'll be a good indication of how important this time is in like the future history of how many alien sightings we see. Well, that's always true. Because yeah, because I'm I'm. It's not my theory. I share the theory that aliens aren't from another world 
that aliens are actually time travelers. They're We're just they're they're us, yeah, much more advanced, yeah, million years in the future, that are come that come back to check on different points in history, yeah. and and that we'll see an uptick in in things that are they're coming back to see like what the fuck the corona time. Well, was. that's that's very true. Uh, that's very true, Chuck. Because <clears throat> at any big any the biggest events in the history, there's always been sightings, right? So when uh, nuclear attacks have happened, sightings were up like crazy. Yeah. When, um, you know, if you look at some of those Jesus paintings, there's always sightings. So anytime there's, uh, I don't know of any in 9-11, but a lot of big, 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 big events, you see that. Me with aliens, I'm all over the place where they are. I do believe, honestly, what you said is honestly what I think uh, alien is more than anything. It's more of a, of a time traveler. I think they might be interdimensional time travelers more than just time travelers. Um, but time traveling for sure. Um, I'll wait for Henry to, I, I, there's something I wrote down that I actually, I'm happy you said this because it, it's something I, I, I want to talk about just in general. It's not just about doing drugs and fucking uh, <laughs> shit like that. But no. Um, so yeah, I think the whole alien thing is for me is uh, I'm, I'm all over the place with it. Sometimes I think that sometimes I think that there are uh, all types of races that walk amongst us that are all kinds of things. But I think when I really start narrowing it down and study this shit and, and really look at it, it seems to me more like you said of a time travel event uh, or a interdimensional time travel event. And always one thing that's for sure that's like documented is whenever something giant's happening in a pandemic is pretty giant. They happen every hundred years, let's say. Uh, I don't know. I, I have no fucking clue what what this thing is. Is it man-made? Is it? I have no idea. I don't know. Is it man-made? I have. We, I don't think. I think anybody that's saying they absolutely know, they're completely crazy because we're just started it. Yeah. I mean, te- two, three, four, five years from now. You could say, yeah, it's a bio, you know, we'll figure it out. It's a bioweapon. It was from guys, you know, from, from eating bats or who knows. But we have to imagine that it's a giant global event, right? I've been through a few big events and everyone's fucking staying at, in their homes or staying close to their house in the entire world. It's a giant event. That's kind of a, that's kind of cool, man. Like I almost want to look outside right now and look for sightings. Uh, so I was going to say, maybe they got us inside because the aliens are coming. They what? don't want to. Dude, I can't hear you with that mic. What'd you say? That's not the mic. I'm right at my fucking mic. It's because somebody's banging shit around on their desk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear I you. I said everybody, they forced everybody inside so that way uh, we wouldn't see all the UFOs. <laughs> well, really? check it out. This, well, I think they're forcing us inside for something that they don't want us to see for sure at night. I think Ain't at no. night there's something is going on. Absolutely. Maybe it's UFOs. It's funny because I wrote this down earlier when one of you guys are talking I, early, early on. And I've been telling my kids, I think they're too young to get it. My wife gets it, is that I don't know about you guys, but outside in the world or nature or whatever, it looks like fucking HD these days. I think I'm seeing an HD. And obviously it's because of the pollution, right? Because there's no, not many cars. I mean, I live close to a highway, so there's not as many cars. You don't see any planes. So to me, and I have really shitty fucking vision. It's like I got brand new glasses every day when I go outside. So um, that's kind of cool. That's one benefit of this whole fucking thing. You were talking about yeah. silver lines earlier. Like it yeah. is. Like I see birds like they are fucking so 
vivid that, and bright. Have, have you yeah? Have you seen the canals of Venice? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So all this stuff is happening. So honestly, Clint, that's actually. I mean, I know you kind of live. I mean, we all kind of live out there. Fuck it. I, I mean, I'm. It's not like I'm in the city where if I go outside right now, but and it's going to be clear. We should look around. That's a good point, Chuck. We should see. Look for. Look for sightings because that this is the time. I saw some shit on fucking Facebook or YouTube that was so fake that showed like these giant motherships. It was so fake. Maybe um, they really are looking out for us. The government, they're like, you don't want to get anally probed. <laughs> and if you're out, they don't know me too well, then. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't get anally probed more than you already do. It's <laughs> it's anal probe season for the aliens, yeah. so you better just. It's that cycle of a fucking hundred years, dude. This is when fucking you all get your butts probed. Stay the fuck inside. <laughs> That's good, Clint. You got a bit right there. But, but check it out. Check it out. One, another conspiracy theory. I, I don't remember. But towards this point of the show is where I normally have too many models and forget. I don't know if I brought this up, but a really depressing, yet kind of happy, uh, not happy at all, but more depressing conspiracy theory I did hear about staying inside is that in the next week or two, a giant fucking we're getting into some we're into some belt where fucking asteroids are coming at yeah. us and they know. Yeah. That, that oh, I love it. that would be sad. Yeah. That would be sad, and there's nothing we could do about that. Yeah, I, yeah, but, I guess they'd make everyone. They'd want to get everyone to stay at home for something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of it's kind of far fetched. Yeah, it's kind of far fetched, and uh, you know that's that's the one that's the one conspiracy that I don't follow much of because it's like, hey, if that's gonna happen, that's that's just like, hey, there's nothing. There's no, even though honestly, most of them I have no control over. Right, but, but that, uh, one I, that one I want to know. I'd want to be partying twice as hard right now. You know, you would want to know that. I want to. I want to fucking yeah. I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep until it happened. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> just like, what's the point? You know, like let's just get it. And that's why they can't tell people because people go crazy. They'd be doing stupid shit. Oh yeah, I'd like to. The oh, I would. I would definitely yeah. murder all bunch of you. That's yeah. not good, and you might want to edit that out. Why would you ever say that? <laughs> I was kidding. Jesus, I, that's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, that's not. So is that it? We're well, gonna, guys, we're gonna leave on Henry murdering people. <laughs> Henry, it's hard. Uh, no, definitely not. You know, you know me. I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a pacif- I'm a pacifist. I dabbled in pacifism. I love that line. Fucking, <laughs> I love, I love that. I myself I dabbled that. in pacifism, not in Vietnam, of course. I, lo- I love that. I love that. I don't remember many lines in movies, but that is, I, that hit that hit home so well. Like that just fucking it hit me right here. Like I get that. <laughs> but uh, all right, guys, man. Once again, I love I love everyone on the screens. Uh, I love all the three listeners that are listening. Um, and we hope. we'll have a bigger. <laughs> We'll have a bigger uh, audience soon, and we're gonna be on iTunes soon. So you're gonna catch we're us already on iTunes on soon. Are we? Bruh, yeah. Are we? If anyone's listening, rate us. Tell us how <laughs> annoying we are. <laughs> Please. Absolutely, we we, we would love some, rate we would us. Love we, some feedback. Yeah, we got some. We have some big guests, but they they won't come on until until Clint shows his penis on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, camera? Wait, we're all. We're maybe all we're taking care of. <laughs> no, but seriously, everyone, any I love camera? you guys. No carnival parking. I don't know. 
What else, guys? Anything? Uh, thank, thank you uh, to uh, Christopher Chuck Weck once again from Carton Brewing in the Atlantic Highlands. Uh, why don't you best give a plug and uh, best beer in New Jersey? Hundred percent agree. Thank you. Uh, why don't you give a plug? Um, you guys, Instagram and what's the address and blah blah blah. Uh, just at Carton Brewing, all all the stuff. www dot and at and all that uh, <laughs> hashtag. You name it. It's all Carton Brewing. Carton. Uh, <laughs> But, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's the next big release that, we, that everybody can count on? What's the next uh, big uh, We're actually we're working on a collaboration. It's like a it started out like forty breweries. Now it's up to like a hundred or something crazy. Wow. It's a uh, it's essentially other half put it all together. Got all, all these people involved, and it's uh, we're actually raising money uh, for people in the hospi- hospitality awesome. industry that awesome. you know are out of work right now. So yeah, awesome. all awesome. all the proceeds are going to that. It's called uh, All Together. Awesome. Uh, and oh, yeah, cool. Very all cool. the breweries should start dropping it within the next like week or two. And uh, awesome. That's just, great, man. Yeah. That's great. And, and, yeah. and you know what? Carton is always, always for Carton is, is, is one of those companies that is for the fucking state, for the people, for the, the servers, for the everyone, you know, that they're, they're just, that's what it's, I love about you. And I love about your, your brand and you guys are awesome. And, and that's awesome. And I can't wait to be a part of that. Um, we got to buy that. Everyone should buy that, that beer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna it's gonna come out. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome too. I just tasted it off the tank today. I'm, oh, I'm fucking lucky. psyched. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, I get to try the best beer in the world. God, I'm just gonna just right off the bright. Like, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> bastard. It's like Tony Montana. Uh, he takes it right off the brick. <laughs> so yeah, huge huge thank you again. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. you. Cart, Carton Brewing. Everybody support local guys doing local things, and uh, you know, drink local. Um, and i'm sure they're uh, they're going to be you know they're, they're they're still up and running so everybody that's out there to make sure uh, you know you support yeah uh, the uh the, the big orange box <laughs> yeah, yeah buy it when you see it come come see us when we're allowed to again it's uh so we can can we go to the brewery and pick it up or no we're not you guys uh, not doing that yeah we're doing like curbside pickup out of the brewery but uh we're not allowed, obviously can't we can't drink on site or anything uh, no close, but we can but. go if we want to dry any of the jersey peeps we can we can take a ride out there and pick it up oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we're awesome. using it. Actually, we're doing home deliveries within 10 miles of the brewery, too. But, yeah, but yeah we're doors are open seven days a week, 11 to 6. So, yeah. yeah. All right, great, man. I, I, might do, I might do that this week. So, yeah, we're going to come out and, and pick up some carton for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so right. much. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, awesome. no problem. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. We're signing off. Later. Later.